Welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast, where you will find the inspiration and motivation you need to manage your money better so you can stress less and live the life you want. This is Ashley with Budgets Made Easy and the Money Mindset Podcast. Today, I'm talking to Brandon Renfro, who is a fee-only advisor and assistant professor of finance at East Texas Baptist. Baptist University in Marshall, Texas. He has been in the Arkansas Army National Guard since 2009, and he is an infantry captain in the 39th Infantry Brigade. His wife, Callie, is a stay-at-home mom and cares for their daughter, Brooklyn, and son, Jackson. So I will be talking with him today about the stimulus package and how it affects the average family and things that you should and shouldn't do right now with all the uncertainty in in the world. So I greatly appreciate Brandon taking the time to explain this to us in very simple terms and making it really easy for us to follow and understand. But before we jump into his interview, I do want to take a moment and remind you that we are doing the five-day cutting expenses challenge. And you can still join into that and join the Facebook group. Go to budgetsmadeeasy.com slash cutting dash expenses dash challenge to get your free workbook and then come join the Facebook group to get started and get some very simple ideas of ways to save money in just five days. Now, welcome, Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, Ashley. Glad to be here. And I'm so excited to talk to you about the stimulus package and how it's going to affect, you know, average families and what they can do um, with that money. Um, But before we dive into all that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Yeah. My name is Brandon. I am a financial planner and a finance professor. I live in East Texas, got a wife and two kids, both both young. My daughter's in kindergarten, and my son uh, is just about a year old, and uh, that's that's us. My wife's a stay-at-home mom and uh, takes care of the kids. I've got a kindergartner, too, and uh, I hope that learning at home is going better for you than for me. (laughs) She does not like to sit still and it's all in Spanish. She's in the Spanish immersion program. So it's been interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. bet. No. Yeah. So it's going okay, but I mean, yeah, she, she's missing her friends and it's, it's definitely not the same thing. Oh yeah, she is too. She's very much an extrovert. And then I've got a two-year-old running around so you can understand that. So, you know, he's constantly distracting her and it's like, one worksheet is taking like an hour. It's just, it's painful. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, oh man. Luckily, my third grader is very self-motivated and she is just, you know, she does all her work herself and I don't even really have to check her. Like, I just know she's doing it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about the stimulus package because uh, you're um, a financial planner and uh, you know more about that stuff than I do. And I really want to dive into this because even, you know, I've read so many different things and I'm so confused about a lot of it. So I'm hoping that um, you might be able to help us understand some of it um, a little bit more and things that we can do just as average families um, to kind of navigate this whole process. So is there anything that the average family should be doing right now during this crisis uh, financially? Yeah, yeah right. And, it, and it's 
just just kind of you know an idea and I think right now the, the big focus should really be on um, you know which I know your listeners probably are already focused on this but just trying to stay lean you know and in, mm-hmm. in, in terms of their budget and uh, thinking about safety right um, you know because there's still a lot up in the air you know yeah there, there are some folks who've already had their hours cut or maybe they've got a uh, you know, a layoff that they already know about. But as this kind of develops, uh, you know, I think there's still, you know, a considerable considerable amount of uncertainty uh, in the next couple of months. And so I think what I would encourage the average family out there to do, uh, whether you've, you've already been directly affected or not, is just start thinking about ways that you can, uh, you know, kind of kind of focus on that, you know, being prepared for the unknown in terms of your budget. Uh, you know, if you can, uh, you know, keep hold of those cash reserves uh, or like, you know, when you, when you get this stimulus check, that's supposed to start rolling out soon. Um, you know, even if you don't necessarily immediately need it, uh, you know, maybe think about, you know, kind of keeping that uh, on hand to cover those essential expenses. If uh, you know, something does end up not, uh, you know, not going your way. Absolutely, because I have heard that even some states haven't got the unemployment stimulus part of it. So, you know, just regular state unemployment is crazy low. I mean, some people are getting like 150 to maybe $200 a week. So, you know, they haven't got that extra $600 yet either. So if by chance you get that stimulus check before the extra unemployment um, income as well, that'll kind of help tide you over a little bit also. Um, but hopefully those will all kind of come out together. Um, I don't know if you have any insight into that aspect of it or not, but you know, anything the government's involved in is going to take time. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I mean, always, always plan for that, uh, bureaucracy, you know, um, again, they seem pretty confident that, uh, you know, for everybody who's already filed taxes for at least, uh, this year, or last year that, uh, you know, and, and have that auto deposit, Uh, that direct deposit set up uh, that those are going to start rolling out within the next week. But um, you know, who knows what kind of snap is. I mean, this is all happening in real time. You know, it's not like we had months and months to plan for this and, you know, you've already seen some snafus happen uh, with some of the other programs. So I think, I think it's be, you know, be smart to, to kind of expect there to be some hiccups in this plan, not, not to scare anybody. I mean, I don't think, you know, that's not going to help, you know, being scared of anything, but you know, I certainly wouldn't, uh, you know, count on everything going just completely uh, smoothly over the next couple of months. Yeah, absolutely. And I have, I shared in my free budgeting for beginners Facebook group, um, a link where they had, I I hadn't seen this before. I think it was yesterday. I saw it where they have um, an online portal set up uh, for the people that, you know, if you weren't getting a tax refund, you know, you owe money or you haven't filed yet or whatever to um, go ahead and put in your bank account information um, to, so that it can be direct deposit. Cause what I saw, and you know, I don't know if there's been updates since then. Um, but that those getting the paper check were, could take up to like a year and a half or even longer. Um, so I don't know if you have any insight into that as well, but, um, I did finally see that there was an online portal to, um, add that information to make it a little bit faster, hopefully anyway. Yeah, no, I, I had seen some of the information about, uh, yeah, some, some of the folks that, that aren't doing the direct deposit uh, for their tax refunds getting delayed out there like that. But I, I actually hadn't heard the, the year mark, but, you know, not that, not that it would surprise me, but man, that, uh, that's pretty rough, you know, considering yeah. the point is, 
you need it to pay, you know, rent next week or whatever. Right. And I hadn't even thought about, um, you know, small business or small business owners that don't get a tax refund, you know, they would need that income as well. And, you know, if they don't pay into it, they don't have the bank um, information necessarily um, handy. So um, I was thankful that I saw that it was from, a re I don't remember if it was USA Today or Business Insider, but it was a reputable source. So <laughs> I went ahead right. and shared it because that was the first time I had seen the online portal. Um, I had heard that, you know, they were thinking about it or talking about it or suggested or whatever. So I was happy to see that. Hopefully, I mean, you just really never know, but hopefully that'll help speed it up for some of those families as well. So um, yeah. I've been getting a lot of questions about the stimulus package and, um, you know, just all the different ins and outs of it. And, you know, are they going to have to pay it back or is it going to fix their taxes and things like that? Is there anything that um, families should know about it, like up front? Yeah, no. So as far as the, the you know, the check goes, which is kind of, you know, the, the big, you know, in the forefront um, part of the stimulus package. Uh, no, that actually is pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, it is just a check based on your family, uh, you know, dynamic, you know, you, if you have a spouse, kids, uh, that you name as dependents, you know, it's, it's the amount that you get is based on that. But to clear up the confusion, because uh, I, cause I definitely understand why some people are confused about that. What this is, is technically uh, an advance on a tax credit for this year, which, you know, as you know, you generally get a refundable tax credit when you file your taxes the year following the calendar year. So, you know, for, for 2020, you know, we would file by April of 2021, and that's when we would actually get the refundable tax credit. And so all that language about, um, you know, this is based on, you know, when you file taxes and, you know, it's a, it's an advance on a credit. It just means you're getting it now instead of waiting uh, to get that uh, when you file your taxes next year. So, so no, there is no, um, you know, no, 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 nothing to be alarmed about as far as, you know, this is going to get recouped or it's going to, uh, you know, affect your taxable income next year. It's, it's not counted in your, in your taxable income or anything like that. It is, it is just a straightforward, you know, here's a stimulus check. Okay. Now I know you're not a CPA. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, this may be different depending on certain families, but um, so if it's a tax credit, does that mean that it could affect our, like how much we get back next year if we were going to get a refund? Uh, no, again, just because it's, uh, and you're right, I'm, I'm not a, you know, tax professional or anything like that. Um, but uh, no, so this is a, this is a tax, this is a new tax credit that exists simply due to this stimulus package. So it's not, uh, you know, it's not some other tax credit that you otherwise would have got oh, or anything. Oh, like okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That's what, cause people kept saying tax credit, but I wasn't getting it. Yep. <laughs> and so I even asked my CPA about it and he's like, no, you shouldn't have to pay back unless you make like over 150,000 this year and things like that. And it, it was kind of like based on how it's being divvied out. And so basically, you know, if kind of like, well, if you shouldn't have got that much, then you may have to pay it back or some, you know, it's kind of how I understood it. So, but I wasn't getting the tax credit part of it. It wasn't making sense to me, but that's why I'm not a, a CPA or anything. Right. Like, I yeah, that's, just, that's, like, don't that's get why it. they're worth every penny we pay them. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know. I bug mine all the time, probably at least once a month. I'm emailing him like stupid questions because I just want to make sure I'm doing it right. Make sure I understand it because it's like they're they're like 
lawyers for money and just sometimes right. that jargon doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I've got a good relationship with mine too and I, I never second guess her. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, if you say that, then fine, I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and you kind of already touched on this, but I'll um, ask it again. Um, as the stimulus money comes in for families, so we're talking average families, they have debt, um, they don't have much savings, um, they have young kids at home, and they have probably lost at least some income or could potentially lose some income. So what should they be doing with that stimulus check when it comes in? Yeah. So I think the first thing is, is paying those essential expenses that you're, that you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, avoid, you know, regardless of what happens, right? Like, you know, food, obviously, you know, you're not going to stop eating, uh, you know, if you've got to pay your utilities, which, you know, a lot of places now are, uh, you know, not to go down a rabbit trail here, you know, a lot of other, you know, areas where we do have essential expenses, uh, you know, you're seeing kind of some, some breaks there. And I'm not saying take advantage of that. Uh, but, but keep in mind as you're, as you're sorting through which expenses to cover and, uh, you know, which ones you, you, you might can delay, uh, you know, keep, keep that in mind too, that, you know, who, whoever you owe the money to, you know, another big element of the stimulus package, uh, is the ability to do a mortgage forbearance. Uh, so, you know, just, just bear that in mind that there may be other breaks too. Uh, so, so I would say, you know, keep that cash on hand. Um, you know, don't, one thing that I, I don't really encourage people to do that normally is, is a pretty responsible thing to do with a sudden influx of cash is I really wouldn't encourage you to go uh, put this lump sum of money down on a debt balance uh, and, you know, unless we, you know, if you can save it, that that's great. And then we come out the other side of this, if you still have, uh, you know, that, that cash on hand, I, I would say, you know, yeah, then would be a good time to go, go pay down some debt. But, but I really think the big focus right now is to maintain liquidity. Uh, mm-hmm. because again, this, you know, even, even the economic environment is, is, you know, currently changing, you know, just today in the news, even there was talk about, eh, maybe we'll all, well, I live here in Texas, you know, and there was big discussion of that. Ah, maybe we'll, you know, we'll be looking at going back to work here sooner rather than later. Uh, and that's great. But, you know, who's also to say we don't see over the next week or two a spike in cases and we prolong this. Mm-hmm. So I, I think hanging on to that liquidity and being able to cover essential expenses that you uh, can't mitigate through other means is going to be uh, crucial. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. You know, I'm all about paying off debt, but right now we got to be in survival mode and you've got to save. And we don't know if, you know, six months from now that there's, you know, more ripple effects in the economy and layoffs. And I mean, we just don't know at this point. So I definitely agree with that saving it. And even if, like you said, if some states start opening up sooner, that there's going to be another spike because, you know, people are coming back around each other and that's just probably going to happen if we go back too soon. So yeah, definitely don't um, uh, spend it too quickly. Um, You know, even just, you know, two, three months and just kind of see how things are going. Um, You know, and and two, even just depending on what, what spectrum, uh, you know, of the income scale that you're on. I mean, if, uh, you know, I've heard, you know, a lot of people that, uh, you know, they, they feel like their jobs are, are pretty secure. Uh, their incomes are fine and they have decent savings and they're looking at, you know, not even like, you know, get out of debt type spending, but even just, you know, investments and stuff like that. And I mean, again, 
99% of the time I would say, Hey, that's responsible. But, uh, and, and I'm again, by no means a, uh, you know, uh, inherent worrier or anything like that. I just think it's being safe, you know, with all the uncertainty, I, I wouldn't encourage anyone to, uh, whether it's get out of debt or try to invest in something, um, you know, just, just hold on to it until we see what, how all the dust settles. Absolutely. So that was going to be another question I was going to ask you was about investing in. So if somebody does feel like their job is secure, and honestly, I don't know if any job besides like, I mean, even the military can have layoffs. And so it's like, you know, local governments, their money comes from sales tax and people aren't out buying stuff, you know, I mean, they'll still have property tax. So I feel like almost any job is not secure right now, not even in healthcare. Like people are still being furloughed right now in healthcare um, and, you know, doctor's offices are shut down and stuff. So I don't know, but if somebody does feel like their job is secure, they haven't lost any income right now and they don't foresee that in the future, should they still be investing right now, even in their, like their 401k or their Roth or even college, you know, 529s and things like that, should they just keep with like their normal habits, I guess you could say. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I would say that, you know, what I've been uh, telling folks is, uh, you know, don't, don't stop your 401k contributions or your 403b, you know, if you've been participating in that, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and then it, you know, kind of to cross a little bit of a bridge there, you know, because the reality is if you have been doing, and I kind of like the way you put that, you know, just continuing the same habits. If you've already been putting that money away, then it's not really a part of your budget. Right. Uh, you know, that you're, you know, trying to live on. Uh, and so you can stop that in the future if you need to. Uh, but the reality is with, you know, the recent market downturn, uh, you know, especially for, you know, folks who are significantly younger, um, now's a really good time to be, you know, uh, making contributions to a retirement plan because you're, you're getting in while, you know, these, these investments are kind of, uh, uh, well, down, I guess, just to put it simply. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're kind of getting in cheap uh, and uh, your your money, your contributions are going a lot further. You're buying a lot uh, more shares than you previously were. And so that's going to really pay off in the long run. Um, so, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't cut uh, contributions that I were already making, uh, you know, but that's something you can kind of, again, just keep in mind that you can stop that later if, if it does get bad and you, and you need every dollar you you have out of your paycheck. Yeah. And that's kind of what we've been doing as well. My husband, um, he works in racing and it's really been week to week, whether or not he's going to get paid. So we now know that he'll get paid into the first paycheck of May. Um, but after that, you know, we don't know, it's just kind of up in the air. Our state is actually closed till the, uh, April 29th, I believe is the date. Um, okay. and so that will, that puts him to that Friday before. Cause I think that's a Wednesday. So we don't know like that week if he's going to get paid. So, you know, we've just kept on the 401k contributions, but we haven't been making the extra 529 yeah. or Roth contributions. We've just kind of held off just because, I mean, for us, we don't know. Um, now if he was going to, like, if we knew he was still working and essential, we would probably still keep, um, contributing to those because we don't have any debt. We have, you know, like eight months worth of savings. Um, and so, but for now, since we're not sure what May is going to look like, we just haven't been doing the extra, which we could always later, you know, add it in before the end of the year. Right. But. Yeah. And too, you know, there's that match that most employers are going to offer. So I mean, if you, if you just cut now your normal contributions, you know, you're not 
you're not just freeing up some money from for your budget, but you know you're also giving up that match. So I would definitely think long and hard before I uh, you know backed out of that. But again, you know if it's a matter of contribute to your 401k or you know buy food for next Tuesday, uh, you know that decision is also pretty obvious too. You know. Correct. Yeah. And if they like, for some reason, if they say, well, we'll pay you like half of it, we'll pay you one week, but not the other or something like that. You know, we would rethink that and maybe shut those off. And his match isn't that great. Um, and I forget, it's a really weird scale system, how they match, but, um, it's not just like 6% for 6%. It's like, it's like a scale match. So, um, so yeah, we're just kind of, wait and see week to week. So, you know, we'll just have to uh, see what we're going to do, but yeah, it's been tempting though to think about, well, I could put some money in the kids 529 plans, you know, while everything's uh, a little bit cheaper right now. And, you know, we may put a little bit in there from the stimulus package. We're just going to kind of wait and see. We'll just see what happens toward the end of the month. I mean, we've got what two more weeks, I think before we know um, what's going on with his stuff, but um Yeah. So it's just, you know, and of course all the advice (laughs) that we, that you give is, you know, just kind of general stuff, not specific to anybody's situation. Disclaimer there. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) um, So are, is there anything that families can do right now to just try to mitigate as much as possible, you know, the financial stress of added debt. So, you know, with the stimulus money with between unemployment and the extra check that um, people um, may or may not get, is there anything that they can do to just kind of get on the other side of this with, without a mountain of more debt added on top to what they already have? Yeah. Um, so, and again, some of it is, is just, again, not, not taking it down. I want to be clear, you know, if you don't, if you don't need some of the, the breaks and the perch, you know, certainly don't, don't manipulate a system, but uh, you know, another big opportunity that, that came out with the stimulus legislation uh, was the ability to forego uh, mortgage payments on federally backed loans. Uh, and so that's, that's not a forgiveness. You know, you still have to pay that back at some point in the future, but with interest rates being so low right now uh, and what most folks probably have uh, on their mortgage, you know, being a very low interest rate, it can actually make a lot of sense to, uh, you know, if you've been affected by the coronavirus, uh, to, to go ahead and take advantage of that forbearance. Uh, so the folks that I've talked to that have done this, I've said it's really pretty straightforward. You know, they call their, their lender uh, or their loan servicer if it's not with the lender uh, originally. And, uh, you know, just kind of explain, hey, look, you know, I, I got my hours cut or I had a layoff or whatever. And there seems like they've been pretty quick about uh, just putting you on a three-month forbearance. Now, to, to, to be clear about that forbearance, though, um, you know, that you're going to have to make those payments up. But basically, they're, the sky is the limit in terms of how you're going to make those up. So it could be that when the forbearance period ends, uh, you just have to pay all of those payments, uh, you know, at once, which, you know, I think would be pretty steep. Uh, frankly, I don't, I don't realistically see how somebody who needs, you know, three or four, uh, you know, up to six months is the first request uh, that you can make, you know, somebody that needs that, I don't see how they're going to have that amount of money to just pay in a lump sum when it's all over with. Right. Um, but the legislation also provides for opportunities to do things as simple as just adding those payments to the back end of the loan. Um, which, you know, again, if you're, if you're focused on, you know, long-term paying down your debt quickly, 
you know, that may not be ideal, but, you know, you've always got to balance, as, I, as I'm sure you're aware, you know, short-term cash flow versus long-term, uh, you know, progress. And so if it, again, if it comes down to, you know, as you said, you know, stressing out, losing sleep, how are we going to pay the bills over the next week? You know, usually for most people, uh, just in terms of percentage of a budget, you know, being able to forego a mortgage payment would be a huge, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a bit of uh, stress relief. So I think that's something to be aware of. Uh, again, not something to do lightly or haphazardly, but, you know, certainly could be a pretty valuable thing for somebody who's, who's stressed about their budget right now. And I, um, I don't know if you have any insight into this or not, and it may just depend on who the service provider is, because I've heard it kind of both ways, like that at the end of that time period, whether it's three months, they owe everything at once. And then other things, it's just added on to the end. So um, is it just kind of depends on who the, like who the loan is with on that or? Yeah, actually. So the way that that's going is, uh, so the legislation, you know, allows for a, a pretty wide open. Uh, result there, but it's up to each uh, lender or servicer to to you know arrange that with each borrower. Oh. And so what I've yeah what I've been seeing is it's it's worked out on a case by case basis. And here's what I suspect, uh, just because it's you know kind of logical and the rational thing to do. Servicers I think are going to want to have a discussion with you if you take advantage of this forbearance. And if you're able for some reason, I think they're going to want you you know, to, to pay the, you know, however many months mm -hmm. that you, that you passed, they're going to want you to pay that in a lump sum. But if in a discussion with you and considering your circumstances, if that's not really a viable option, then I think, you know, what you'll see is the servicer just kind of work out the most, uh, you know, balancing your, your goals with the servicer's goals. So if, you know, they want the money as soon as they can, but you know, it's going to take you a while to pay it. I think you're going to see a balance there. And what I don't think, though, is I don't think, and this is just me thinking, okay, I have no, no inside insight or anything here. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that lenders and, uh, you know, financial institutions are going to want to press you so hard that you default on the loan. You know, I think you're going to see them kind of be amicable to actual workable solutions. You know, financial institutions don't want to foreclose on you. You right. Know, That's a lot of work for them too. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. They, they're not in the business of, of owning reclaimed property. Uh, they want you to repay your loan. So, so I think you can in good faith, as long as you're being responsible, expect that whatever you work out with your uh, lender is going to be fair and reasonable uh, is, is my assessment. I don't think this is something to be scared of uh, as long as you're doing it in good faith. Well, I think that is very good advice because I, and you've helped clear up a lot of things about this whole stimulus package for me. And I'm sure we could keep talking about it because <laughs> I have even more questions about like small businesses and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just, uh, the whole thing is kind of confusing when you don't know like the ins and outs and all the legal language and things like that. So I really appreciate you um, clarifying some of that for us. Um, do you have any just last words um, of advice or wisdom that you want to make sure everybody knows? Um, I guess just kind of some personal thought here, you know, keep in mind we're, we're kind of all in the same boat, you know, obviously we're, we're all from very different socioeconomic backgrounds and have different circumstances, but, uh, you know, I think for the most part, everyone's feeling the pinch right now. And I think there's mm -hmm. some comfort in knowing that you're not alone. So, um, you know, not even just national. I mean, this is truly a global thing. So, 
uh, you know, keep on keeping on. Yeah, that's absolutely right. We're, we're all in this together and <laughs> very true. Um, and I always ask people at the, uh, toward the end, if you have a favorite nonfiction book, just um, self-improvement or something light and fun. Um, if you have anything that you enjoy reading. Favorite nonfiction book. So I'll tell you the one, and I guess it's not really an entertaining read, but it's the one I recommend the most. A Random Walk Down Wall Street. Uh, just kind of talks about the basics of investing and, uh, you know, planning for the future, retirement and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it, it's a good, solid, solid book, classic, been through numerous editions, uh, and you can pick it up used on Amazon for, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if you can get some of the older editions for like a dollar now. Oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't but, heard of that one. And I I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately. It's like there's so many books out there I'm missing out on whenever I ask yeah. that question. Uh, so where can people find more, find out more about you? Uh, my website's probably the best place to go, brandonrenfro.com. Um, you know, and you can, you can read about me. I, I do write some blog articles there um, about retirement planning. Most of them are on the distribution side. So, you know, um, you know, thinking about an income plan in retirement, but uh, kind of cover a, a broad range of topics, but mostly about that. All right. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today about the stimulus package and things that we can do to um, mitigate some of the stuff that is going on right now. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thank you so much to Brandon for being with us today. And don't forget to go grab your cutting expenses workbook for the challenge and join the Facebook group at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash cutting dash expenses dash workbook to get started. I will talk to you guys soon.